You are now listening to Soul Power to the People podcast with Tess Fregera. It's a podcast designed to bring awareness on intended or unintended crimes against humanity, how we can rise above it, claim our divine inheritance, and return the soul power to the people. Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Soul Power to the People podcast. We're going to talk about sexuality. So how do we, how did it come to this? You know, sex is such a natural thing. And I didn't know that too for myself. I went to a Catholic school and warned against sex that it's not good (laughs) or don't overindulge yourself in the sexual pleasures of life. And so I've decided to talk with Sophia, Sophia LePage, um, and really clear up uh, why did it become taboo to talk about sex? Why is sex such a bad thing? And if it's something that is natural to us, why is it considered bad? And is it bad? And if if we withhold our own sexuality, our own natural desires, is that a crime against humanity? So follow us along, join this conversation. Welcome to the show, Sophia. I'm glad you're here. Thank you so much for having me, Tess. It's a pleasure to be here. Now, Sophia, um, how did you become uh, a feminine embodiment coach. Yeah, so I really related to what you were saying about, I didn't grow up Catholic, but I definitely grew up with a lot of ideas around sexuality and feeling that it was, that that my, my sexual desires were wrong or that, you know, I should, um, I kind of, I was very caught up in, wanting to be good and nice and tick all the boxes and make sure that I was, you know, complying with everything and make sure that then I would get beloved. And I also felt a lot of the external pressure that society places on women about how we should look, what the ideal body is and things like that. So when it came to um, having sex, I was so worried about, what I, what I was looking like, um, what, if I was doing it right, like if I was doing the things that were going to please my partner. And I think a lot of times for women, we're told like what sexy is, is how you look, how you dress. Um, And what, what sex is, is how you keep a, keep a man, right? Keep a partner. And so our own pleasure and our own expression isn't really, Um, isn't really brought into the mix. So I was super disconnected from my body, super disconnected from my pleasure, from my sex, and therefore super disconnected from my feminine power. And um, that led me into uh, being in a marriage that what didn't really fit me, it led me deciding to leave that marriage by having an affair, which was an incredibly destructive and sort of, you know, I kind of blew up my life, blew up my reputation, blew up this good girl image that I had 
spent so long trying to (laughs) craft myself into. And on the other side of that, that was when I started to question, wait a second, like who actually am I? What do I want in my life? What are my desires? Not just sexual desires, but what are my desires in general? And that was what started me on my, really on my personal development, spiritual journey that eventually led me to studying Tantra and the esoteric arts and Kundalini yoga and finally becoming a feminine embodiment and leadership coach so that I could help other women, right? Like get into connection with their sensual selves, get into connection with their sovereignty, their power, um, and not feel like they have to blow up their lives in order to to get to that, right? Because if we're connected to our desire, if we're connected to who we are, then we can make choices like, proactive choices in our life rather than waiting till everything is just so you know we're so far gone that we like kind of trying to burn it all down to to get out of it yeah so if I'm following you correctly you you know you went to for good girl to over sex is that what I'm hearing pardon what was that you went from good girl to over sex to having an affair to Yeah. Yeah. And actually in my marriage, I really didn't feel like any kind of, I I was that woman that was like, oh, I'd rather read a good book than have sex. Like I didn't feel any kind of desire. It was sex was something I did only from obligation at the intervals that I felt would allow my partner to my husband to stick around. Right. So I I was like thinking about yeah interesting it's it's more of an obligation than a source of pleasure as a source of self-expression that's yeah. interesting wow okay and then let's uh, segue back to sexual healing is that something that you do because um like i said um the podcast interview previously was experiencing uh, child sex abuse. And I can imagine that with all the trauma wrapped up in that, and it's in the subconscious, it's not even something people are aware of. They try to forget these things that happened to them. All the labeling, um, you're not a good girl, you're gonna go to hell if you do that or things like that. Um, Is that something that you do with your yeah. clients. Yeah, so, I, uh, sorry, I cut yeah, you no, off. Uh, talk to us about that. Uh, the importance of sexual healing, especially if there was an abuse earlier on in the formative years of life. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like even if there wasn't um, an abuse in the childhood years, because as women and, and as girls, right, we're taught Um, that saying no is rude, right? Like there's so much stuff around, like make sure that you're, you don't make anyone else feel uncomfortable, you know, like just go along with things, just comply. Like, this is what a good girl is. This is what a nice girl is. This is what the cool girl is. And so a, a lot of women have a really disconnected from their no 
And, um, and I certainly was as well. So, and that creates trauma. So for me, one of my first, my first kind of sexual experience was one that I was definitely not um, ready for. And, and it took me years to actually realize that it was like a trauma, like it was like an abuse, even though the, the boy that, that I was connecting with didn't realize that that's what was going on, right? He wasn't actively trying to abuse me, but he didn't understand how to ask for consent. He didn't understand what boundaries are. And I didn't know that either. And so when he suggested that I do something, I just did it because, and I did, and I could feel in the moment that I didn't want to do it, but I didn't know how to say no. And I think a lot of women have been through this had have had sex inside of loving relationships even where they where they their partner wanted it and they didn't really want it in that moment but they said yes anyway and every time we say yes when it's not truly our yes it creates trauma it creates blockages it shuts us down it barriers us so that we become we have to become numb and dissociated in order to be able to continue on without feeling that deep pain of 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 not honoring ourselves or not feeling respected so i feel that almost every woman has experienced on some level some kind of sexual trauma related to having her no not be honored by herself or by somebody else with herself or somebody else yes that is correct i so resonate with that and it's like go just going through the motions um yeah, I'm your wife. So yeah, you have access to my body. And it's so dishonoring um, to look back and, oh my God, how how did I let that happen? And you're absolutely right. All this conditioning and uh, expectation. Wow. Okay. So how, how do we go from here? What, what are we limiting ourselves if we do not open up to authentic sexual pleasure one that is self-honoring one that truly uh well satisfies and celebrates us our body as a woman and really feel connected to our body when we're having sex rather than feel like an object as a means to an end Ugh, so degrading just even talking about it um it feels so long time ago uh when i was in that space mm. yeah so the what you know this is why i love working with women and reconnecting them with their yes and their sex and their sensuality and all these kinds of things is because our sexuality is like a, an incredible a huge key to our sovereignty. So our sexual energy is like our life force, it's our vitality, it's our radiance, it's our creative energy, right? Like if we think about just purely if 
for instance, like if you, sex is how you can also create a life, like an actual human life. So that energy is creation energy. It doesn't have to be translated into birthing a baby, but it can be translated into birthing an idea, birthing a business, birthing a movement, right? Like you've done, birthing um, all kinds of things, like whatever we want to create for our life. This is what this energy is such a powerful part of that and orgasm is like the peak of that energy because in the moment of orgasm what we have the opportunity to do is to be so expanded open and so like in such a state of bliss our frequency at its highest that we become in that moment a match for like all the you know, so much possibility of what we want to create in our lives. So if we know what this energy is and we know how to circulate it and how to harness it, we can use that energy to manifest incredible things in our lives. And being in deep intimacy with another, like I'm, I'm married for the second time and it's such a different experience from my first um, marriage and you know the place the depth of surrender that I'm able to experience the opening the feeling of like me as God with God within me kind of and and it's taken me so long to even use the word God because it was so triggering for me for so long but it's like you know that universal source divine energy whatever you want to call it is it's it's such a he, a deeply healing, nourishing, intimate, connected, you know, experience. And so I feel like this is why this work is so important. And the more that we learn to connect with that thread of desire and connect with our authentic yes the more we build trust with ourselves the more we build trust with life the more we build trust with our partners and the more empowered we feel in our lives to step forward and and and, and get outside of those boxes right because it's right. our power and so uh -huh. yeah so I feel like it's one of the most important if not the most important pieces for us as humans to reclaim wow um there, there's so many things that i want to comment on but the one that's uh the desire even that uh we've been taught to well if you are constantly thinking of your desire you're just thinking of yourself then you're selfish Right. So desire, what I learned about the word desire, it means off the father, off God, you know, off source. So when we disconnect from desire, like we feel impotent. I think I came to that point in life where I didn't know what I want in life. I didn't know where I want to go. I just gave up. Um, I just I just wanted to check out, really. And sexual healing is really huge part like I am agreeing I agree with you that it's key to our sovereignty otherwise we feel like objects puppets on a string just saying yes to everyone else's agenda or expectation of us and it's not really it feels yucky uh really to to be in that energy but when we realize like what you're saying we're we're this energy the energy of creation itself it's such a more empowering 
way of living and to to get lost in the creativity rather than uh, just hide in the shadows of shame of of not being in integrity with our own body with our own desire. So any more anything else you want to add to that? Yeah, I feel like like I loved how you explained what desire is as I I say something very similar that that desire is how our soul speaks to us about what mm. is really possible for us in our lives. So I'm not talking about like oh I desire a new car or I desire this particular sexual thing or that thing. It's like it's like the deep, 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 like underneath the longing desire, the yearning, the yearning of the soul to reach to its highest expression. And so I feel that one of the reasons we've been disconnected from desire in general or told this is by society, like you should desire this. This is sexy. This is not sexy. This is good. This is not good is because if we connect with what the true desire is, we can no longer be controlled because very often that deep, deep longing is something outside of the 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 checklist that you get from society of what you're what's it what's okay for you to desire. And um I feel that when we don't listen to that deeper desire, we can get really caught up in this sort of like um, our desire can get misdirected, right? So it, it gets mm -hmm. it gets twisted and morphed into something that is like no longer fueling us, no longer nourishing us, but is actually like depleting us or draining mm. us or disconnecting us. And so yeah. I feel like it's so important to come back to what what's underneath and really question like, where does my, des where is this desire coming from? Is this a deep soul desire or is this something that I've been taught to desire? Right. Well, two things came to mind while you were talking about that. Well, one, sadness, because a lot of um, our kids are being engineered now to not even know what their sex is. It's, it's just sad. And I don't know if you want to comment on that. And the second one is perversion. A lot of um, priests in Catholic church, uh, because they were told to say no to their own urges and desire, natural desire, it became twisted and perverted so much so that they turn into abusers to it's such a twisted way of expressing their what would have been a natural expression of the soul but because of so many things it become so twisted like you said so comment on what you feel comfortable on um what i just said yeah i feel that the you know i see that in the you know like what you said with the with the church and and in a lot of cases with abusers where it's like i feel that at the root what it comes back to is being shamed about sex and then the desire being twisted into something where it becomes, it also feels like it's um, it's a, a wanting to regain control in a in a world that feels out of control or in you know if you are to, if someone is totally disconnected from their desire is told that 
everything about them is wrong, like shamed from when that, you know, when they're born up and then they feel like so powerless, then I can see how that gets twisted into like, you know, a power dynamic of like, let me abuse in, in a place where I feel powerful and this other person is, you know, like a child is very small who can't say anything, can't do anything. It's like, this is, this is the, the issue, you know, where it comes back to this and on the, the thing with, um, you know, people's gender, it's such a, I feel like that's just like such a minefield of, of things. And it's so, it's so challenging to navigate all of that, especially when none of, you know, if we don't, if we're so used to just being told things and we're so, we've been, we've had, we've been taught basically that our bodies are wrong, that we're wrong. Like it's no wonder to me that so many people feel confused about their gender and feel like, oh, I'm in the wrong body because like we're told mm -hmm. our bodies are wrong in general. You know what I mean? If we were reclaiming like, no, our bodies are beautiful, whatever you look like, whatever you want, like you don't have to switch gender in order to experience a different thing like I feel like a lot of it it's like you know if a just really a simple thing but like if a it's like we had to we have to switch gender if a man desires to wear a dress you know what I mean like women have been able to wear trousers for however long and we didn't have to change gender to do that but if a man wants to wear something different or express him his outward appearance in a different way he has to change his gender to make it okay like what how is that, how is that like what we need to do I feel like we can just own that we get to express ourselves however we want and let that be part of the you know without altering our bodies or taking hormones or doing all these other things as well yeah yeah that's such a complicated issue and I really don't know how we got to this point where there are so many letters in the alphabet that describe one's gender. It's, I mean, I want to be able to relate and to connect to the younger generation, but it's just, it, it just took me by surprise almost that, oh my God, how did we get here? Um, and when we get all twisted up um, inside and feel powerless and defeated and, um, it creates depression too. It creates darkness um, when we are disconnected from our true self. Yeah. And that it perpetuates the crime against oneself and against humanity because one, we're creating more abusers who want to feel their power, their sense of power. Because it's, again, that's that's something that's natural for us to have that sense of power, which is pure power, but then it gets distorted and it get, gets weakened. And then it turns into greed and control and manipulation. How do you get out of that circle of abuse and abusers, um, narcissists and victims you want to talk about that? 
Yeah. So, um, you know, I've actually been, had a narcissistic, uh, a relationship with an extreme narcissist and it was incredibly um, difficult to get out of that because part of what happens inside of that is the complete erosion of your sense of power of your kind of uh, your whole worldview is like twisted and, and questioned and and so and also I feel like the way that I fell into that relationship was also through not being anchored within my power already to begin with so I think that that's often when we're not anchored in our power these types of situations tend to be the ones that we get drawn into because that you know, we're susceptible. And so I feel that the solution to all of this is to number one, recognize that um, you having power does not mean you have power over others. It's not about I'm better, they're worse. It's not about hierarchy and your power isn't detracting from anyone else's power. And that your desire doesn't and you you questioning does is this right for me does this feel good for me is this is this in alignment for me is not you not caring about others it's you, you putting yourself first doesn't mean oh, I don't care about anyone else and I'm just going to stomp all over everybody it's you taking personal responsibility and when you take personal responsibility and you act from a space of alignment for yourself you're also offering permission to others to do the same and your if you what you're doing is out of alignment for you it's not in alignment it's it can't be in alignment for someone else for you to completely erode yourself in order to make somebody else feel more comfortable like I just don't feel I feel like doing that perpetuates that cycle so coming oh, back God. to personal responsibility coming back to the space of like who do I who do I want to be a um who do I want to be as a space of permission for others? Do I want to be a space of permission of you don't get to have any desires. You're just here to please me. You, you just, you're just here to do whatever I say, or do I want to be the space of permission of you get to have a voice, you get to be powerful, you get to do what you want in your life. You get to be celebrated, not taken down. And I know which one I would choose and do choose. <laughs> I know which one. Again, it feels so far away because I was in that position too. I was people pleasing. I would I would contort myself into a pretzel just for, you know, please, please just love me. Please, I just want to be in your life, you know. And in, it was all subconscious. It, it was all unconscious behavior that I was doing. But when I saw my pattern of people pleasing, um, it was like, how can an independent woman, very confident and who can, you know, who has it all. And then underneath, you know, is like, yeah, please just love me. I'll do this for you. I'll buy you or uh, I'll, it was just um, not right. I didn't feel right with it, but Should we do a warning label here? <laughs> when you stand up and take personal responsibility, not a lot of people around you 
will will celebrate that. Um, in the world of cancel culture right now, it's really, really hard to break free from that matrix of dominance and control. It, it's, you know, because when you try to break out and lead your own life, you're going to get vilified, you're going to uh, get, be gaslighted, you're going to be told you're crazy for thinking it. What's your advice on really taking a stand to take a powerful stand for your own body, for your own future, your destiny, and take personal responsibility. Yeah, I feel like living your life for somebody else, whether it's the collective somebody or somebody as an in, as another person, your family, your partner, is like not a life lived at all. It's very, it it, it sucks it drains us. It leaves us like you talked about before depression, like all exhausted, like no joy, no, you know, desire, no bliss, no excitement, no pleasure. So I also feel that a part of becoming powerful leaders, you know, and powerful feminine leaders is really having a powerful message, like taking a stand for what you believe in. And that doesn't mean you have to go fight the system. I feel, I feel like what it really is, is embodying what you actually want to experience in your life and letting that become a beacon that magnetizes other people people who want that same thing, because I feel like we can spend a lot of our energy in trying to fight old systems. Instead, let's focus on putting our energy into building a new something that's more aligned, that's better, that, that works, that like supports humans rising in their power. And so many people that are in the old system don't really want to be there. They just don't know how to get out of it. So of course you will face as you're in that building phase, right? You're going to have, it's a great kind of like shuffling and sifting. And some people are going to hate what you do. Some people are going to be like, thank you. And it's really about not allowing people who don't understand you or don't support you to have, um, sway in your life because there are so many others that will and when you really stand as you are that's when you really start to attract the people who are actually meant for you and that is so exciting is when you start to find you know magnetize that community that tribe that family that you're like oh it's not yeah. just me there's so many others it's just that so most people don't have the courage to say what they really feel and they're waiting for you to do it so they could be like thank god <laughs> let me come hang out with you <laughs> yeah and, and it's a scary very confronting process it's a very scary process uh i remember anthony robbins whom you know i i took his course and uh that's how it becomes certified uh strategic interventionist was through anthony robbins and uh based on the six human needs, um, he said that a lot of people would rather settle for connection than intimacy, than, than real love. So people would rather have pets than expose themselves to another 
human connection, human relationship, because it just hurts. So let's go to the part where we return the soul power to the people. Because it's really hard. One, you have uh, your own, even your own family member, your immediate circle going against you. And two, like, who am I without all this, uh, without the good girl indoctrination, without the labeling, without the good girl, or I don't need a man. I grew up like that because uh, my, my father was a womanizer. And I, would, I said to myself, I would never allow anybody a man to use me in that same way. So I went the opposite direction of, I had a, a fuck off sign right here. Um, you know, don't even come close to me, right? And so, but then that's a block that also, you know, there's the deep, in, deep, deep, deep soul desire too, to connect human to human, soul to soul, heart to heart also. But, but with that, you know, label on my forehead telling telling man get back the hell away <laughs> or i'm gonna punch you <laughs> don't even <laughs> because really the society has really objectified women and yes to be fair to men yes we objectify you too um so how how do we return to soul power because how do we reconcile that the sexual energies inside of us the the masculine inside of us the feminine inside of us the pure creative energies inside of us uh talk talk to us about the process that we can start looking into yeah i feel that it's um number one is recognizing that you right your sexual energy your sex your your pleasure your sensuality is not div divorced from spirit like sex and spirit are not separate they are one in the same and so you can be a deeply spiritual person and also be a sexual person like it's not it's not one or the other so that's one thing to recognize and then it's to remember like start to 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 just I feel like it's part of how we change it is actually taking action. So a lot of the reason why we don't do things is we fear the consequences of doing them. And we have in our mind this whole thing, like when you were talking about, you know, women who would rather have pets or people who'd rather have pets or the fuck off sign that you had. It's like this, the fear of getting hurt prevents us from taking the risk because we perceive that if we get hurt if we, our heart breaks that we're going to be ne we're never going to get over it and that's not actually what happens you know we yes being hurt hurts but we are so powerful and so strong and we can you know we we can see the challenges in our life as ways things that we can learn and opportunities to grow and so when you stop worrying about making mistakes so much and see everything as an opportunity for growth it becomes easier to take those steps so the like one thing that you can start to do to start to reconnect with your your sexuality is is to like just even just as simple as just 
exploring touch on your own body you know if you're like oh my god what do you mean like that sounds so crazy you could just start with like little just like little touch you know on your arm and be like what feels good here like does it feel good to to be a bit firmer does does it feel good to be soft and start with like such like little basic you know like it doesn't have to be going into a wild self-pleasure session it can just be something so simple as like loving touch you know start to be get curious about what feels good in my body how does it feel good to move what how does it feel when I breathe deeper you know like what is it what, how can I see the pleasure by just looking outside and just being present with the blue sky or the rain or the clouds or the snow or whatever the hell's going on out there because there's beauty in everything. So I feel like it's like coming back to basics and starting by feeling the pleasure in the present moment and then you can expand that. So it's looking on what you want to amplify rather than necessarily being so focused on all the things that you're trying to fix. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh my God. I remember my first marriage. I would count to 100. Are you done yet? It was not pleasurable. <laughs> and so by the time I did the Tony Robbins and he asked, um, what is your deepest desire? What is what are your goals and in your, you know, what's your mission and all that? But one of the things that I, you know, really promised to myself is to experience that fully connected, deeply satisfying, orgasmic relationship with another human being that just wants to be loved and, and really fully express himself uh, with me in 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 that it was so magical how that eventually happened. It was not overnight. I like what you said. It, you just start by really exploring what do you like, what you don't like, what, what feels good to you. Um, going out there, uh, walking uh, barefoot under, you know, on the grass and just really coming back to the body and getting to know the body. We, we've abused our body so much. We just expected our body to... Uh, function for us and to carry us to the next place and to the next place and to the next place and then next thing we know oh I'm aching all over or also numbed out by so many pills that again indoctrinated into us that we should take in order to feel good in order to feel uh, that we can function so that we can work until midnight uh, to do a project, you know, or or do the energy drink. All these things take, I mean, uh, tell me what you feel about it. All these things uh, that are artificial really disconnect us from our natural self. Yeah, I agree. And I think that that is why like a lot of women I work with are, are experiencing burnout or have experienced burnout in the past or are on that, you know, they've been hustling and they're, they're getting, they're not there yet, but they're getting close. And I'm like, let me teach you how to circulate your sexual energy because that's <laughs> going to give you so much. Like it, it's, it's such a, an, 
it brings aliveness, it brings juiciness, it brings vitality, it brings radiance, it brings energy into the body. And then you don't need all that other stuff to feel like, oh, I can get up, I can I can just get through the day, you know, you're like waking up excited. And so I feel like, yeah, again, it's like these practices shift so much. And also getting into connection, like we talked about earlier, with the deeper desire and what's possible. Because like what you said with how you had this desire to have a really beautiful, intimate, loving, orgasmic connection that's what I desired too and I created that with my second husband but when I that desire first came to me I had not ever met anyone who had that I was like is this even possible and and there was something in me that was like yes this is possible believe it even though you don't see it it was like I know this has to this feels like it's right for me. Like I want this so much, surely I can make this happen. And so I think it's like being aware of the little voice when you feel that deep longing that says, well, look here, <laughs> good luck. <laughs> no way <laughs> is to like actually start to question that and go, wait a second. If I really want this, maybe it is possible. What might be different? If I allowed this to be possible, you know, what different action might I take? What might I do differently in my life today if I believed that this was possible? Or if I even allowed a space, even if it's just a sliver of possibility there, like what, mm -hmm. what might be different? Because as soon as you like start, it's like it's like a door that's opening. In the moment that you start to question if your belief is true is when the door cracks open. And once there's a crack in, you can get that door all the way open. It might take a while, but it's, mm -hmm. but you do it. And that's the beginning. That's the entry. Yeah. yeah. And if that desire is in your awareness, it means it is meant for you. It means you are meant to create it for you. And, and that, yeah, and that is sovereignty, right? That That is the power, you know, that is soul power right there is being able to do things in alignment with your soul, not in a way that, you know, is icky and dishonoring and feel you feel disrespected. And then what are you supposed to do? Not say anything because then that, then you're a bitch if you say something, right? <laughs> you're frowned upon if you you speak up but if we don't speak up it goes sideways it you know it, it manifests a different way we get sick we get burnt out or we lash out uh, uh you know so it's really important to if you're if you have a behavior that you're not happy about chances are you're lying to yourself is that a harsh statement <laughs> No, I feel like that. I mean, yes, and but it's also true. <laughs> <laughs> so um, circulating creative energies, um, how does one get started on that? Uh, is there a process do you want to lead us into um, a short thing or anything yeah. you want to share about that? Yeah. So, um, okay. So we can do a little thing right now. And I would love that. that. Before All you right. start, 
before you start, I, I wanna I wanna hear your comment on this. I am uh, I dance, I dance. Um, I am a part of a team, a burlesque bachata team. Love it. <laughs> I know, and I was like, to wear um, what do you call it now? Uh, 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 oh my God, what do you call that contraption? <laughs> Yeah, body. Um, the top, uh, the burlesque. Oh, the corset. Um, the corset. I'm like, I've never worn anything like this, but it's it's you know it's really confronting, especially because I'm not used to it. Plus, you know, it's it feels half naked. It's it feels like the world is looking like right through me. Um, but the one thing though that I was insistent, you know, yes, I can wear that sexy, you know, okay, okay, a little cleavage, you know, show my arms a little bit. But the one thing that I really insisted was to cover up my uh, sacral chakra. Um, and I'm just realizing now as we're talking about it, why I want to cover it up, why, why I, I, I feel like protecting, um, you know, I call it my, um, I don't want to just wear shorts where it's kind of exposed. You know what I mean? I had to have a layer, a skirt, and also I have like a belly belly dancer thing, you know, the strings. It, it feels like a protective thing so that my sacral energy is not uh, hmm. objectified. I don't know, you, you tell me. <laughs> But yeah. uh, but I'm like oh, well, I'm I'm piecing it together, uh, and I'm kind of happy that I I fought for that. Um, do you sense a fear around that, or what, yeah, what I I feel like it's it's natural to want to protect that energy, right? Because we have in our lives given so much of it away. But I also feel that we can recognize that we have the power of choice about whether or not we give it away. So perhaps even in you recognizing the reason why you were wanting to cover it is therefore now you have awareness of, oh, maybe I've been putting out this energy without realizing it, or maybe I've been allowing people to, to feed off of this energy without me realizing it. And actually now I make the choice that my sacral energy is mine only to be given where in, in, in the space where I choose it. And in just making that powerful choice, perhaps you don't need to physically cover it in order for you to feel protected in that and if you like the look of the, you know, the, the beads yeah, and all that. I wonder stuff. woman look, you know, right. And can and you imagine that, her skirt is it's flat yeah. so that when I do this pose and I do this pose, I'm not exposing uh, yeah. my yoni. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that, and if that feels good, then go with yeah. that. But know that you don't need to wear that in order to protect your energy. You can protect right. it without it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. I like that. It, it feels like the, the fuck off sign went down. Right. Okay. You just okay. moved it down. <laughs> it's down in a new area. <laughs> it's a new experience. And um, in our discovery, you know, to who are we really and what are we made of? And, you know, we, we really need to explore our maximum all the time, like push it, push push, 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 but in, and that's how we can really know who we are and really feel strong in our beingness and the totality of who we are. 
um, and without that experimentation and exploration, then we stagnate, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I'm like really into pole dancing. It's something I've been getting into recently and I just love it. And I know that there's um, sort of an association with it of like, oh, this is what strippers do and they're doing this to get the man and get him to pay her and all this kind of stuff. But I've found it to be such an empowering, beautifully feminine experience and I share it. I have a TikTok and I share like little clips from it. And I tell you like 98% of my, my um, followers are women. Like it's mm. not, it's not, I'm not getting like all these like weird comments. I'm not getting all these men following me. And I really think that that is part of my intention with sharing it as well. And like what the permission field that I'm offering of women of like, look, you can, explore these types of sensual dances and it doesn't automatically mean that now you're going to be objectified mm -hmm. yeah yeah I like that and you have the power to say no exactly yes yeah okay so I'm ready for your little process okay great so just close your eyes and just place your hands over your womb over your sacral chakra so you might like to do it in a downward facing triangle with your thumbs touching at the belly button and then your index fingers are touching kind of like in the center of the womb and then you're going to take a deep inhale through your nose and you're going to squeeze your pelvic floor in and up and you're going to once you've reached the top of your inhale, you're just going to hold and squeeze. And then exhale with sound and release the pelvic floor. And then again, inhale through the nose. Squeeze pelvic floor. And exhale. Now you're gonna inhale, imagine you're inhaling up through the earth as you squeeze the pelvic floor, inhaling the energy all the way up to the heart. And then exhale it out through the crown. So it's touching to the divine. And then inhale through the crown to the heart, squeezing your pelvic floor. And then exhale from the heart down into the earth, releasing pelvic floor. Inhale through the earth, squeezing pelvic floor up to the heart. And exhale through the crown, releasing pelvic floor. We'll do one more. So you're going to inhale through the crown to the heart, squeezing pelvic floor. And then exhale through the earth, releasing pelvic floor. And then maybe you just want to just do a little circle with your hips one way. And then exhale, circle the other way. Just feel, if you can feel any like little tingling, maybe in your yoni. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that was delicious. <laughs> right? And it's just so simple. That just one It's so thing. simple. Yeah. Yeah, I did a, a not a similar exercise, but uh, when I was in California back in 2017, I I had a coach um, who told me to take my underwear off and then do a video. Oh my God, it was so sensual. 
And it's, it's, uh, and then I walked, you know, she told me to, you know, not use underwear for a while. And I was so aware of male energies. I'm like, what is it? They, they, it's so palpable, this energy. And it's so powerful too. If you, if people learn how to harness this and, um, if people just realize that there's so much more to sexual energy than just sex, you know, it's, it's really our creative force yearning to be birthed. It's uh, our full self-expression. I really think it's a crime to, to cut off this part of us and not feel alive through sex, through sexual, through sexuality, through even the senses. So thank you so much for this interview and enlightening all of us to, you know, and really creating that awareness that, hey, uh, you're not just a, a box. <laughs> you're so much more, you're life itself. Any final words? Yeah, just that, um, you know, I hope as you watch this or listen to this, that you feel that permission to kind of explore who else you might be other than who you thought you were or who you thought you were supposed to be. And remember that like your desire is your soul leading you towards your alignment, towards your highest expression. And the world needs you in your power. We need your unique magic. We need your expression. We want it. We crave it. We desire it. And um, you can do it. Everything is possible such an exciting mm -hmm. journey. Do you have any programs that people can sign up for that you want to share with us or how, how do people work uh, with you directly? Yeah. So if you head to my website, sophialapage.com, you'll find links to everything there. Right now um, in what I have live uh, is working with me in a one-to-one -one sense, whether it's like a a one-off call or a month or a three-month or a six-month container. And then I also have a bunch of little freebies or some self-study options. So things that you can get started on your journey with into feminine embodiment. Um, so there's a whole, there's so many juicy things there. So I really invite you to go over there you'll also find links to all of my social media all the places you can find me on social media and I love to connect with um, people who are who've chosen to follow me so don't be shy if you like connect with me on social media and you this interview really moved you and you want to share about that I would love to hear from you I'd love to hear what your what your thoughts are what it triggered in you what it what it, it illuminated for you what it excited for you um, yeah so please you know feel free to reach out to me um, I love to connect and thank you so much for having me, Tess. This has been just such a beautiful and powerful um, chat, I feel. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, everyone, please do not settle for anything less than your sovereign, powerful, soul-powered self. Thank you so much. Sophia, this is amazing. I've been wanting to talk to someone on sexual healing. And please, um, guys, 
yeah, you owe it to yourself to be your most radiant, vibrant self. And opening up to your sexuality, to your true desire, is the gateway to it all, to having it all, to being it all. God bless you all. Thank you. And see you again next time. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Soul Power to the People podcast with Tess Vergara. We can no longer be the spectators of our own destruction. Take back your mind. Take back your voice. Take back your soul. Take back your power. Join me again next time for the next episode of Soul Power to the People.